Hey guys, happy Sunday and welcome to this week's episode of Unapologetic. Um, as you guys know, pretty much on this show is where we discuss like real topics, real life and real experiences in an unapologetic way. Um, I haven't said that in a minute, but you know, just want to remind you guys of what we do here. Um, so I told you guys I have like loads of content just sitting in the vault ready for you, um, you know, kind of like to keep the ball rolling and um, to keep things going. Um, and so far, I've been doing pretty good. Um, I hope you guys are pretty much, you know, safe out there and flourishing and, you know, being safe as you can. And, you know, for all my fellow college students out there, I hope the beginning of fall semester is going pretty well for you. Um, I'm not going to get too much into anything about school because I feel like I talk about that like all the time. Um, but yeah, um, this weekend has kind of been pretty um, decent for me, I would say. Um, I'm kind of caught up on all of my homework. I think I want to um, start tackling some stuff or whatever that I have that's due within the next couple of weeks. I think I have a paper due and then um, I have like another little assignment um, that needs to be completed, I think, within the next couple of days. Um, Labor Day is coming up on Monday, which is amazing because that means I get a, you know, extra little day to kind of like reconvene and probably get some more other stuff done and start planning um, some more episodes for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, I promised you guys that I was going to be putting out episodes probably like every week to two weeks and so far I've been doing really good um yesterday I actually got to meet um somebody that I'm going to be featuring on the show for a couple of episodes soon um you guys will get to meet her later um she was a really cool girl we actually um connected over Twitter um which I don't do that often um and I feel like with COVID kind of like raging and stuff like that I feel like the best way to kind of meet people right now especially with um you know some of the other people that are on uh my campus for school and everything um I feel like just the best way to kind of like keep in contact with people or um you know meet new people is just through social media and she actually um reached out to me like last year um about uh possibly like coming on the show and just doing some stuff and I actually didn't get to see like I did not that I didn't get to um I actually wasn't paying attention to the fact that um she actually like asked about it um I think like she commented or not commented um Twitter is kind of like different um she did is it comment I don't know let me see I have to like pull up my Twitter like I don't get on Twitter every day and know this but um I think she did um oh she replied to my tweet that's what it was I tweeted about the show um last year and um she replied to my tweet about possibly coming on some episodes and everything and I didn't see it until recently um like a whole probably like year later and I decided to reach out to her um, and we actually linked up today um, just to kind of like vibe with each other. And um, I really like her. She's really cool. Um, so you guys will get to meet her um, on probably um, not the n- next episode, but um, some coming up soon. So um, which is great. Um, I think that. I'm having a lot more people want to um, collaborate, um, which is amazing because there's so many um, creative people and different people out there that can come and tell, you know, kind of not so much like their life stories, but can kind of like relate to um, different things. And, you know, we can all kind of collaborate and share and, you know, it'll be great to just have some more people to collab with. Um but other than that, today I went to a friend's house because she had a kind of like little small housewarming um, party. So I kind of went to go see her apartment. It's a really nice apartment. Um, Alex is in Houston right now. So um, I actually hung out with him on Thursday and Friday and he should be back 
in town probably tomorrow. Um, but other than that, I think just within the next couple of days with um, today and then Labor Day, I will just be kind of working on um, new content for you guys. Um, so stay tuned for that and then doing some other um, things. But um, I kind of went off on a little tangent there, but enough about my little tangents. Um, with this episode, I really wanted to, um, I had a guest in mind on uh, doing this topic, but um, just scheduling conflicts kind of got in the way. And I mean, um, you know, aside from that, I recognize that like, you know, just the people, people have different things going on in their lives and everything like that, which is cool. Um, I might feature that guest like on another um uh what's it called um topic maybe later on but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging and this topic is just such such a relatable and good topic and I feel like it's something that you know I don't necessarily have to have a guest it would have been nice having one but I don't necessarily have to have one um so we're gonna kind of get into that um also while we're at it I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the show today um because like I said this um topic is going to be very insightful and it's much needed and um so yeah so find somewhere to get comfortable you know if you need to put this on pause and go get you a glass of wine go ahead and do that now but we're gonna get this going so um like I said, this topic is much relatable and I feel that like regarding it, like we're just going to get into some like great insight and some gems that like, you know, I can give to you guys. Um, so, all right. Um, so in most states, the age you must be in order to start working is like 15 or 16 years old. I'm not sure because um, I do have some international listeners here um, right now. Um, shout out to all my um, international listeners, by the way. Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you for tuning in um, as well. But um, for what I understand um, in America, um, the age to kind of like, you know, get a job and start working is like 15 or 16 years old. Um, in Texas, it's 16. Um, lots of us start, started working just to be able to have some like change in our pockets or like to help our parents or save up for something we wanted or needed. Eventually work just becomes a part of life. And as you get older, it's a must that you have a job and you work to accommodate the expenses of being an adult and like being out on your own. Um, you know, we, as you grow older, it's just, you know, it's just what it is. Like you end up wanting to like get a car and some of us are not necessarily lucky enough to have, um, you know, the opportunity to have those things given to us. We have to do them by ourselves. Um, so in order to be able to like do things like pay your car note or pay your rent or anything else like that, you've got to have money. Um, and some are lucky enough to still have the option of getting financial assistance from parents. I'm not that lucky. Um, some of you, even though you get financial assistance from your parents, you might be looking for a way to kind of just like do your own thing and like gain your own independence. And I feel like especially in our age um, group of like being in your 20s um, and, you know, slowly getting into your 30s, you really need to start understanding some different things about um, your finances and everything like that. Um, and like I said, like having assistance isn't always the case. Um, and eventually you do have to start being fully responsible, responsible for all of your own finances. Um, in most cases, working and having your own money is a necessity, but it's also something that you have to do in order to take care of yourself. And like I said, gain the independence that you truly need in life. Because for me, I knew um, from a long time ago that I was just like, I don't want anybody ever, because um, a lot of the people around me, um, like I would say, um, you know, a lot of the assistance that I had, I just felt like somebody was always taking that like saying like oh I helped you do this or I helped you do that like it was because of me like you have this and because of me you have that you know I I hope I'm making sense but like I didn't want that 
um, in a way. I didn't want anybody to be able to take credit for anything that I have. Um, so I chose to, even if like it took me a minute to be able to save the money or whatever, I chose to just work hard um, to be able to like be truly independent and just say like, I got this, you know, by myself. I did this for myself. Um, I hope you guys like you understand, but I would just, you know, do you guys kind of agree? Um, but with that in mind, it's not always the case that we truly learn about all the responsibilities that come with financial independence and basic adulting. Um, so I thought it would be best to choose, um, our topic for today's episode to be money as a young adult, finances as a college student, and some tips on taking control of your finances. Um, so my first job i got my first job at 17 i worked at hollister um if you guys don't know what hollister is i feel like everybody does know what hollister is um but hollister is basically just like a clothing store um i worked at one um that was in like a mall in houston um during my senior year of high school um and i basically finally decided that it was time for me to start working and making my own money because um around that time my mom's always been a single parent but like i wanted to be able to kind of just have my own stuff and be able to like buy my own clothes and like be able to go out and do activities and stuff like that without having to ask my mom for anything Um, But it was just basically like to be independent. And really back then, mostly what I spent my money on was like food. Um, I did contribute to some of like my um, senior stuff and like any um, little things that I needed for uh, cheerleading if I needed extra stuff or whatever. But um, I would literally just go in there on like weekdays or whatever and just like work until close because that was the only times that like I could work and then also work on weekends um it was it was very like small job I only made like minimum wage um I got like discounts on clothes which was cool um because like for that job like you have to have um Hollister clothes on pretty much or stuff that looks similar to um Hollister so it was pretty cool I got to get like clothes and like sprays and um different like perfumes and all types of other stuff um but like I said I finally decided that like it was just basically time for me to start working um I had really been looking for a job probably like for a whole year and it was a friend of mine um we had a class together that she actually worked there and she told me um kind of just like who the managers were and like that they were hiring and everything like that and I was like oh cool you know it'll be nice to work in the mall or whatever um so I went in um I did like a quick little interview on a Saturday and then I got offered the job like right on the spot and um like I said like my typical day would be I would just basically go to school and then I would have cheer practice until probably like six in the evening and then my mom would come pick me up and then she would like take me straight to work and then I'd basically be at work for probably like four or five hours probably until like 11 or 12 when the mall closed and you know just basically putting everything back in the store um that everybody kind of just like got out making sure everything was clean and then I would leave and then on weekends sometimes I would work in the morning sometimes I would work in like the mid shifts or um you know just stick to the afternoon shifts but it was a pretty decent job it really taught me about like scheduling because I've always you guys you guys know me now like I've always just been um busy with like working and like going to school and um just doing all these other extracurricular activities but it was in high school where I really learned how to juggle all of that um so yeah it was a pretty cool cool little experience um I have like little talking points um so talk about so I'm going to talk about like my first experiences with being a working girl and like having my own money um some of the things that I spent a lot of my money on was just like food um clothes uh what else I would like give my mom money like here and there if she needed it really with that first job like I really didn't have a lot I think the most I would make like on a paycheck is probably like two hundred dollars or something like that every two weeks but it was mostly like food or if I um I did have my own bank account um but yeah food and then like if I went to like any like of the football games and like my mom didn't have any money for me to be able to eat or anything like that I would just like pay for my own stuff um 
you know, just basically like food and clothes, like 90% of the time. And then some of my, um, senior stuff or whatever. Um, I really wasn't the most responsible at that time. Um, and after I left Hollister, I worked at a couple of little, um, tiny little part-time jobs or whatever. And I was just like really reckless with my money. Um, and I, I really look back on it. I'm just like, why didn't I like try to save as much as I could or whatever, but really like all I cared about was just food and like going to get my nails done and clothes and all types of stuff like that. So I wouldn't say I was the most responsible, but I mean, typical 17 year old behavior, um, that kind of, and I didn't really have the best, um, examples either with trying to like learn how to manage money or anything like that. So I kind of like carried on into like the earlier half of my 20s. Um, when I would get my paycheck, the first thing that would come to mind on what I was going to spend it on was either getting my nose done or buying food. Um, I had horrible spending habits for the most part. And, um, like I would literally, as soon as I would get paid, like sometimes I would even, I would even like go online and just like look at stuff. Like if it was like clothes or if I was on break, like at work or something like that, I would go to like some of the other stores knowing damn well, like I just got paid that day. And instead of just like trying to hold on to it or anything like that, I would just go, go splurge and just do whatever. Um, some of the things that I was taught about spending habits and being smart with my money was just try to save as best that I could um but that kind of just like became really difficult for me to do because my mom was a single parent so um when I became like of working age um sometimes I would have to like help buy stuff around the house um or just be able to like give her money if she needed it but I didn't really have like a lot of money or anything to be able to give to her so like a lot of it was just being um wasted but um overall like besides saving and just trying to like keep as much money um as I had um I really wasn't taught like any type of um good spending habits or or how to be smart with my money um no shade to my mom but like aside from bills and stuff like that you know she she never really did have um a lot of money saved or anything like that so it just wasn't um something that you know kind of was taught to me or anything um which I noticed that a lot about the people in our generation like I don't really um see a lot of um, people being really responsible with their money. Um, I feel like that that's something that like a lot of us end up learning like later on in life when we start having like our own bills and stuff that we need to pay. Um, next question is, were some of the things you were taught about spending habits hard for you to learn? And I would definitely say yes. Um, it was hard for me to learn how to save money. It was hard for me to... Um, learn how to aside from like saving um just being smart like with my um with my choices on what I spent my money on I could have um spent it on maybe some like necessities instead of things that I just wanted um like I said, a lot of it was either food or clothes or I was getting my nails done all the time. Sometimes I would go get my hair done. Like it was just a lot of unnecessary things that I really didn't need. Um, next question is, do you feel that in your own experience, parents or schools do a good job of teaching young adults about budgeting, financial responsibility, taxes and being smart with your money? And I'm going to say absolutely not. Um I really don't feel like I feel like, you know, it just really depends on your parents um, as far as like, you know, parents teaching you those things. And it's definitely harder when your parents don't really have a lot of the same opportunities of, you know, doing those things for themselves. So like if they're not doing those things for themselves, how are they going to be able to teach you? But I think um, as a kid, you spend a lot of your time in school and I mean, you take classes for like this stuff, like, um, you know, economics and like 
learning uh, things about money and just um, how that stuff works. I don't really feel like um, at least the schools that I went to um, did a good job of like teaching um, us how to like budget and um, how to just be financial, financially responsible, or at least how to file taxes. I don't think I learned from anybody how to file taxes. For the longest, I was doing my own taxes, um, which was very stupid and um, kind of like kicked my butt every year because I was never like getting anything back. It wasn't until I found like a tax lady or whatever that she kind of just, you know, worked her magic and was able to help me be able to get s- some of my money back or whatever. But um didn't know how to do that, didn't know what that process was, and I mean, little did I know that as soon as you start working, like, that's what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to, um, you know, keep all that information and stuff like that, even when you're making, like, donations to charities and stuff like that, you're supposed to keep, like, your receipts and everything like that, so that can be filed on your tax returns, um, but that wasn't really, um, taught to me, or anything, or, um, my mom taught me how to like get on the phone and like talk to um, like phone companies and um, getting information about things that you're paying for and learning how to like make arrangements if you need to and all that other stuff. So I did learn that. But as far as like budgeting, um, financial responsibility, ta- uh, learning how to file your taxes and stuff like that, those were not things that were like really taught to me. I just basically had to figure it out um, by myself. Um, next question is, how do you think having access to these things would have helped you? And what do you feel should be done to help future generations in the long run if they have the opportunity to learn the best tips and tools to benefit their ways of handling money when they become responsible for their own? Um, I feel like especially now, like if you're an adult and you have a child, um, I just feel like you need to teach your kids these things because the school system is not going to really do a good job of it and I feel like they're um even like the teachers that try I feel like these kids is, um just don't pay attention I know many of the kids that I went to school with um when I had a teacher um I think he was my economics teacher and he just kind of like was teaching us um trying to teach us like life lessons and uh learning how just like your money works and everything like that I feel like a lot of those kids in there were not paying attention and just basically like whatever um but I feel like as like parents or whatever like you have to teach your kids these things as well especially like if they're it's sad that you know you send your kids to school all day long and they're supposed to be learning things but they're just learning how like to do math and um you know math they learn like stuff that like don't they don't even use or whatever um or science or something like that unless you're like using those things in like your career or like history or whatever um they're learning all these things but they're not literally learning any like life lessons much um so I feel like as a parent like prepare your kids ahead of time and I feel like I wish I would have um had more of those opportunities to learn those things earlier on because maybe I wouldn't have um you know, splurged on a whole bunch of crap that like I didn't need and would have really put that money away. Um, I think I didn't realize that, um, I was having such a, like I was making poor choices until like everybody around me like had cars and like would be able to do stuff. And I knew like my mom wasn't going to be able to, um, you know, do those things for me, not necessarily saying that she didn't want to, but she wasn't going to be able to like help me get a car or anything like that. So I was going to have to do it by myself. And all those years, like I had a job and like had money, I could have just been putting in a savings account and like, I would have had it like way ahead of time. Like I didn't get my first car by myself until I was like 22, 23 around that age. And I'm 25 now. So um, it took me forever and I really had to like buckle down and like save that money. Um, especially I'm going to say this to all my college students. If you get a college refund, um, you know, some of us aren't that lucky. Um, I only get, <laughs> um, a small amount now since I make too much money, but if you get a college refund, 
please, please don't spend it on like, you know, unnecessary things like trips and, and, um, you know, buying shoes and all types of stuff. Please don't be irresponsible with that money. Like, especially like if you're getting student loans and like, you get it and then like you part of your refund is um whatever wasn't used out of your student loan like if you're going to take on getting student loans in order to be able to go to to go to school and then you end up getting some of that money back at least take that money and put it to good use um maybe send it back to whoever you know your uh loan uh agency is or whatever you call it and give that money back to them or if you're going to actually keep it and use it like use it for something that like can benefit you like maybe you know getting yourself a car if you know you have rent or something like that like put that money towards your rent like be responsible with that money because that money is you know that's that's money that's being handed to you but like i said like i when I used to get my college refunds, I used to go straight to the mall or I would be buying like hair bundles or, um, you know, a whole bunch of like pairs of shoes and like makeup and all types of stuff like that and paying for like all these stupid, unnecessary things. Don't do that. Like save that money, put it away. You might even just like put it in a savings account and just like sit on it for a while. And maybe once you graduate, you can use that leftover money to give back to um your student loans or maybe you can buy a house when you graduate something like just just save it be smart um but yeah kind of I took that like went on a tangent (laughs) but um I just feel like if we're going to be able to teach like these future generations like if the schools are not going to do it like we're gonna have to do it so teach your kids about like all these things Um, next question is, do you feel like members of your generation and the younger generations make the best choices when it comes to money? Absolutely not. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Absolutely not. And what do you feel is the main thing you see regarding financial success with people of our generation and younger? Um, I would say as far as like making the best choices when it comes to your money, I, I have some friends that are like really responsible, like my sister, Lisa, shout out to her. Um, she's been on the show before. Um, I feel like out of all of my friends, she's the one that's most financially responsible. Um, I think she recognizes things about like saving money and she doesn't really care about, um, trying to like keep up with the Joneses. If you guys know what that expression means. Um, but basically it means, you know, trying to like keep up with appearances and all this other stuff and worrying about buying like fancy clothes and doing all these other things. Like she's saved her money and, um, you know, she's, she's did the best with it and like she takes care of herself and she works hard and everything like that. Um, as far as like other people, I think with, um, you know, there are some that are like financially responsible and doing pretty good. I feel like some, because they don't know what they're doing and some of them are just getting out there and learning what it's like to be independent and like not having anybody dictate things for you anymore. Um, I think some of them kind of go buck wild and try to like do all the things that like they couldn't before. Um, or they just start like doing things that like really don't matter and um like you know going out to the club every week and like spending you know money that they shouldn't be on like drinking and all this other stuff and it's no shade but like I'm I'm just trying to like be realistic and like trying to make it kind of like make sense like I just don't feel that you know they're making the best um financial choices when it comes to money I see aside from like the materialistic things I see many of them you know paying to go to like all these different events and trips and stuff like that when um you know you this is a time like you need to be worried about like paying rent and getting your stuff together and trying to like save or whatever you can be like I just don't feel like our generation makes makes the um smartest choices when it comes to money um and everybody's worried about the material things and all that and um just like keeping up with the joneses like you know, it's, it's just, it's just reality, I guess. Um, how would you define stability? Um, stability, I would say stability would be, um, like, think about it this way. Like, let me, let me, let me say, um, I would rather be broke and have all of my bills paid 
and not have to worry about like, you know, if I have something else coming in, I can't afford to pay it versus um, having money to go run around somewhere or go travel somewhere. And then I after like I'm, I spend my money on that, then I have to come back and worry about um, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my phone bill? How am I going to have gas to be able to get to work next week? I think stability is just being able to provide some type of foundation um, for yourself. Like for me, being stable is having a roof over my head, having a car um, outside that can get me from point A to point B, um, having food in my refrigerator, like stuff, stuff that's like consistent and like you have a foundation under you so that you have a place to come home to and you don't have to worry about anything. Um, to me, that's that's stable. Um, how would you define independence? I feel like independence is when you get to the point where you don't have to ask anybody anymore for, um, help or like have to, you know, call your mom and be like, Hey mom, can I borrow X, Y, Z amount of dollars because I, I can't afford it or something like that. Um, I would say that's independence. Um, so and don't feel bad like if you're still doing that like it it just takes time and you know um especially we're all um trying to figure out our lives as we get older um so don't feel too bad or anything like that it's just a learning experience and um as you get older you know you kind of learn these things for yourself and you're able to do these things for yourself um how would you define financial success i would say financial success is when all your bills are paid and you still have money in your pocket or all your bills are paid and you still have money in a savings account somewhere like you're not basically broke after like paying all your bills um i would also say um financial success would be um having like leftover money to be able to do other things like go on these vacations and not having to think twice about it because you're worried about oh my gosh like if I do this how is this going to affect me in the future am I going to be able to you know secure something for myself I feel like that and and on top of that I noticed that a lot of people um are you know starting businesses for themselves and you know making extra money I just feel like if you're able to take care of yourself and still have money like tons of money left over and you don't have to worry about breaking your bank account or being broke that's financial success if that makes sense um next talking point is talk about some of your financial hardships and challenges you faced when you took control of your responsibilities. So my biggest financial hardship was learning that um, you kind of have to really cut back on spending some of your money or really all of your money on stupid things. Um, like like I said before, I had a huge um, saving problem where... I don't know. I just really was like reckless and didn't really care. Um, and then I would feel bad and just look back and I blamed everybody else around me for not being able to have certain things. Um, and that was kind of like, you know, those challenges and stuff. Um, and I always ended up taking on a lot of things that I really couldn't afford to do. Um, and I don't know, that just like really affected me in a way. And, I feel like the challenge was just coming out of that and learning that at the end of the day, like you have to be responsible for yourself. I didn't want to have to continuously go live with my mom um, and rely on everybody else for everything because I couldn't do it for myself. Um, You just get tired of that. And I feel like, The biggest challenge was just like seeing that. And um, also, I feel like it was just really difficult. Like, I don't I don't know if I'm making sense or whatever, but um, yeah, it was just like really, really difficult. Some of the challenges that I faced, though, was just breaking those bad habits and, um, you know, kind of trying to keep myself from doing all these things at like one time and um also trying to stop beating myself up for not being able to do things um for myself at one time um I went through a probably like two year period of trying to just focus on getting my stuff together and in that period like I wasn't focused on trying to like date anybody 
I wasn't focused on trying to like do all these crazy things. Um, I really just sat and like buckled down and just focused on like what I needed to do. And um, I think it was it was just really um, hard for me because I'm the type of person that like I never really give myself like credit when it's due. Like I'll give credit to like other people when it's due, but not necessarily myself. And um, I was just really down on myself because I was just like at an age and I'm like, why am I like this old? And like I, you know, I've messed up so bad that I could have I could have did this like a long time ago. And honestly, like I still do that. Like I don't I, I really don't give myself enough credit. And back then I didn't either. Like it was just it was it was crazy. And um, I really had to just remind myself, like, take it a day at a time, like do do things in baby steps like you're ne- you're not going to have all of it together. And the first thing um, I got a better job. And the first thing I did was I saved money um, for a car and I got my car and then um, I just kind of like sat and, you know, um, tried to like, you know, take my time. And then I moved out and that's when I started with student housing <laughs> or whatever at first. And then once I felt like I could handle it or whatever, I started looking to get out of student housing and I knew I needed to get like furniture and everything like that. So, um, I just really started like saving for the furniture and, you know, just like, just take it all in and just like do everything in baby steps. But that I would, I would just feel like the biggest challenge was, um, breaking those old habits and tending to beat myself up because I couldn't do it. And I was just really upset at why it took me so long to realize that like I needed to stop doing all those things, um, that was causing me to even be in a position to have financial hardships. Um, I hope that makes sense. Um, Next talking point is what are some of your expenses in your life right now? Just to sum up what all are you responsible for right now? So primarily, and I'm, I'm going to kind of like break it down um, for you guys. And then I'll tell you kind of like how I divide everything up. So I'm not like completely broke or anything like that. Um, I, I still technically, even though like I make a pretty decent amount of money, I still live paycheck to paycheck, but Hey, at least my bills are pretty much all paid. So, um, I get paid every two weeks and my first paycheck of the month obviously goes to rent. And then, um, rent is kind of like, um, close to about like $900 a month for my one bedroom apartment. Um, I didn't buy, uh, I didn't like, um, do the payment plan for my furniture. I bought it all at once so I could kind of keep, um, from having like any extra bills when it came to furniture. So, um, going back, I pay my rent and then I will buy groceries and I try to keep my grocery bill, um, under $200 because when I go, I like to just get everything that I need. So I don't have to go to the grocery store, um, for a while. And then aside from rent and groceries, I'll have gas, um, which normally I would, but since I'm working from home, I haven't really had much of the need to, uh, spend, uh, money, you know, every two weeks on gas. Um, so you can kind of like skip that. Um, if I need to get like an oil change or something like that, I would technically take it out of that check. And then, um, I would pay my light bill, uh, which my light bill is usually between like 40 and like $80 a month. Um, and it's, I only say $80 because sometimes like I like my apartment really cold and I like the air conditioning on. So I just leave it on auto and I'm starting to get back in the habit of just like turning it off whenever, um, the sun isn't like beaming so much in my apartment. So it's not like constantly running. So that would be like pretty much, for my first check and I usually have like a couple hundred dollars left over and I try to just like save as much as I can and then my next check I pay my credit card bill um I pay my car note 
my insurance, um, if I need to go get groceries when I do that again, um, what else do I usually pay? Um, I pay my internet bill. Um, I don't have cable. I have a fire stick, um, which is, you know, pretty decent for me. And then I try to schedule like any type of like the little small subscriptions, like my Netflix subscription, um, my Hulu subscription, my Amazon subscriptions, kind of like all around that time because my second check, um, since the biggest bills that I have to pay are my car note and my insurance, um, I pretty much end up having like the majority of my check left over and then um you know any type of like essentials that I need or um any other necessities that I need I try to take it out of that check and then um I can't really think of like any other huge huge bills but that's that's pretty much like summing it up that's usually what I have um and that's how I do it um so you guys like if you're getting paid every two weeks just kind of like play it out um to where you're like making one um check responsible for like some of your bills and then the other check um responsible for some of your other bills so it's not like you're trying to pay everything at once and then like out of one check you're being completely broke and then you're having to wait until like the next um paycheck before you're able to get like any more money um next question is if you feel comfortable giving this information out how much do you make every two weeks how do you set up your bills to be paid each two weeks that you get a paycheck what does your budget look like and how much would you say after paying all of your bills do you have left over i kind of answered that question so i'm going to skip over that um next question is do you feel like your credit score and overall credit is important and Um, do you make it a habit of checking your credit score? And I would say yes. I feel like this is an underrated rule and I don't know why um, it's not taught to us. Um, I didn't really um, learn anything about credit until I started trying to like get an apartment and get a car. Um, The biggest problem that you will have in your 20s is um, not necessarily that you have bad credit, it's that you have no credit. So um, if you don't know this already, your credit score, um, you have three um, overall credit bureaus, federal credit bureaus. I think one's named Experian, TransUnion, and then another one's named Equifax. But these three credit bureaus um, keep track of everything that's in your name, pretty much that gets placed on your credit. And uh, they dictate based off of like if you're paying your uh, payments on time, if you um, how like long you you've had stuff in your credit or whatever, like your credit age or whatever, um, how many like what's called hard uh, credit inquiries you have so that a hard credit inquiry is just basically um, how many times like you've gone somewhere and they've run your credit to see if they're going to approve you for anything. Um, if you have any like leftover balances that like you haven't paid or anything like all of these things go into what makes up your credit score. And, um, for the longest time, um, my problem was that I didn't have any credit. If you don't have any credit or you don't have a credit score, um, I mean, or you have a bad credit score, you're going to have a very hard time getting things and that's not necessarily saying that like you won't be able to do it um they still might you know do things for you or like approve you for certain things but they will basically approve you for whatever you're trying to get in your name based off of certain conditions like my car um I kind of had bad credit because I got a lot of things um, in my name that I shouldn't have. And then I also allowed for my mom to be able to get some things in my name and they didn't get paid off. Um, So my credit was kind of like both. Like it was like I didn't have enough credit, but the credit that I did have was kind of like bad. So um, when I got my car, they said my credit score was too low um, for me to be able to get it at a certain point and I knew I wanted my um payments under a certain amount so in order for me to be able to for me to be able to one get the car and two to be able to get it low enough um to the payments that I wanted I had to basically put um three thousand dollars down on my car so um I would say credit and like your credit scoring your overall credit is important like as soon as you turn 18 start um paying attention to those things they have um different websites that you can use to check your credit the one that i would recommend is called credit karma and um if you don't have any credit i would just basically try to keep from um 
you know, running so much like on your credit, like the only things that you should be trying to get on your credit is like your car if you don't already have one and um, like an apartment. And as long as you're making your payments on time and stuff like that, they'll report it to the credit bureaus and everything like that um, on there. So like it'll keep your score um, going up in the last couple of years since I've gotten my car. My score has gone up because I paid my car notes on time. Um, and then it got to a point where like I started working on my credit because I know in the future, like I'm going to be able I want to be able to buy like a house and get it in my name and not have to like stress so much. Oh, my gosh. And um so I started working on my credit probably like a, a year ago and um, I got like all like a whole bunch of stuff like off my credit and everything. And so now at this point, I am um, I didn't have anything to supplement for all the things I got, all the negative things I got taken off my credit. So I had to get a credit card. And thing about credit cards is you only want to use like 30% of your credit card. So like I, my credit limit is like $200. So I'll only use um, probably like $30 on my credit card and that's it. And each time like I pay it on time, I wait until like I get a statement um, from the credit card company and then I just pay it on time. So that's been really doing good for my score. But yes, to answer that question, it is important. So make sure that you guys check it and um, you're paying attention to it and you're doing um, the necessary things in order to be able to uh, make your credit score go up because that'll help you in the long run. Um, so we talked about some of my financial choices, um, but if I could go back and tell my younger self something about managing money, I would say stop messing with your savings account if you were smarter than me and you do have a savings account. Um, always save something for a rainy day. If you don't already have a savings account, start a savings account and start contributing um, to it. Hide some money from yourself and watch it grow. And main thing is always have some form of a backup plan. And I feel like, you know, just all of this in a nutshell is like if you save money, that's basically your backup plan. Like if you don't have enough money, you can take some out of your savings, but make sure like whatever you're taking out, like you replace. So you kind of always have something that you can fall back on. Um, if I could go back and tell myself some things about managing my money, um, that, that would basically be it. Um, and I did some research on the most common mistakes we make from the ages of 16 to our 20s when it comes to money. And here are some of the things that I found. So I hope you guys are ready for this. Um, first thing is ignoring your student loans after you graduate. Let me just say this. Your 20s are a perfect time to take advantage of a point in your life when you are making money um, to start putting some money towards any of your loans. I haven't done this, but I need to kind of start getting on the ball because my loan balance is already insane right now. And I know I'm going to go to grad school after I graduate. So, yeah, I'm probably going to need even student loans. But, hey, if you are taking advantage of this time in your life when you're when you're already starting to make money and start putting Putting some money, you know, to those loans. Um, keep in mind, though, that they can take this this money after you graduate. Like, I know everybody's like, oh, you know, you know, they can't take money away from you for a couple of months. After those couple of months are up, keep in mind that they can take this money out of your tax refunds. So you won't be getting no money back. Um, and that this is also monitored by the IRS. So you can't hide from it. Oh my gosh, I feel like my allergies are messing up. Why is it that every time I record a podcast episode, my allergies are messing up? Anyways, um, going back to the point, um, this isn't really some loan that you can get from a bank. It's a loan from the government, and one way or another, they're going to get their money from you. So it's either you pay it voluntarily with whatever you can put towards it every month, or they're going to find some way to take it from you, and they can do this without your permission, so don't put this off. Um, I remember one year, my mom... My mom was like in her 40s, guys. She hasn't been in college since like the 90s. And she didn't even go to college like all four years. Um, she only went for like a couple of years. And, you know, for certain circumstances, she wasn't able to go back. And I remember one year she was expecting a huge refund. And when I tell you the IRS took all of it back and put it towards her student loan balance, she was so pissed. So 
it don't matter like if they don't catch you or whatever like one way or another they're gonna get their money back so keep that in mind um the second thing is credit card debt and i'm gonna i'm gonna share some things about credit cards Many of us like to charge things to a credit card when it's convenient and because it's enticing, knowing that even when you don't have money, you can still use something to get what you want. But many of us forget that this really affects your credit, which is why it's called a credit card. I understand that it's really tempting to just use it, but I think you got to be smart with your limits. Um, Like I said, try not to go over 30% of what your total balance is because that's easy to pay it off and you're not, you know, maxing it out. It's not going to make your credit look bad. Um, Aside from the usage, a lot of us don't like to pay off the balance or pay it off on time like we're supposed to. When you're using a credit card, honey bunch, that is still a bill. So make sure you're paying on time. Um, With my credit card, I only use it for things like if I want to buy lunch one day or something small like gas. Like I never try to max it out and I always pay it on time. Um, If you're late, this really affects your credit in the long run. So make sure that you are um, you are one only using it for small amounts and not too often Um, and that you're keeping in mind you want to use it to raise your credit score, but not enough to where you're not paying the balance back or enough when you're using the whole balance and then you have a hard time paying it back. Um, that money really isn't your money. Um, it belongs to the bank. and <laughs> You have to give it back whatever you spend. Um, and also remember, they apply late fees just like regular bills. So keep those things in mind. Um, third point not creating a rainy day fund or having savings and i feel like i've talked about this so much on this episode but we're going to talk about it again um big expenses are always flying up that's just a part of adult life i feel like in my experience i have a decent job now and i make more money than a typical college student no shade not trying to you know toot my own horn it's just being um realistic um and I make, you know, a consistent paycheck every two weeks or a little bit more than a typical 25 year old makes every two weeks. Um, So I feel that I can handle my big expenses for the most part pretty well, Um, like rent, car note, car insurance, groceries, utilities, etc. But this is something that I don't really do all the time. So I can kind of agree with this one. Um, But saving money is something that many of us miss the mark on i feel like this is super important though um as obviously because i've talked about this like for the majority of this episode um because nothing is better than having all your bills paid and also having some money put to the side just in case of an emergency that you can't avoid or possibly having some money to treat yourself every once in a while um it's important to have a safety net which i also talked about previously um even if you contribute small amounts to putting away for your savings i would say try to put away like fifty dollars to a hundred dollars every time you get paid um because trust me this is going to add up and try to leave it alone like you don't want to touch it unless you you really need to or you have so much in it that if you decide to do something like go get your nose done one day it really won't put much of a dent at the total amount you have saved up so think about that um next point that i found is that we um typically 20 year olds or you know people in their 20s make um poor investment decisions or they choose not to invest at all some say that this is a mistake but honestly um i'm not really big on you know investing in something um i've done like a little bit here and there but not enough to be like talked about like making big bucks out of it um but to each its own i feel like if i'm going to invest i'm going to do it in something for myself like a 401k um for anyone who doesn't know what a 401k is it's basically a retirement savings plan that's offered by your employer many um companies offer this if you work full-time and you should definitely do your research on what happens to your 401k if you no longer work with that company or possibly just getting your own um, personal retirement plan outside of a 401k so even if you leave that company you still have your own retirement fund oh my gosh my allergies um how 401k works is you invest a portion of your paycheck into this fund before the taxes are taken out and the value of it goes up over the years you spend working and um here's you know some knowledge for you according to a report from value penguin uh most 
don't begin investing in retirement until they're the ages of 36 and only 38 percent currently contribute to a retirement account so even though there's plenty of time um, before most people reach retirement again i think that an investment that's necessary and important and should be discussed once a person starts working is you know investing in a 401k um i would hate to reach retirement age and not have nothing to show for all of the years i spent working my ass off um, I definitely would like to spend the rest of my life being able to do things like travel and not have a care in the world because I was smart and invested in my retirement early on. Um, so keep that in mind, guys, because you'll definitely regret it later. Um, but aside from that, I don't really care too much to invest in companies for no reason unless I'm trying to start a business or something. Like, for example, um, you know, eventually I want to be able to open up a preschool. Um, that's that right there is a good investment. But flying off the handle and just investing in something random, um, you know, I don't really care about it. Um, next up is ignoring your credit score. And we just talked about this and we're going to talk about it again because this is huge. I was talking to Alex, my boyfriend, um, when he was applying for apartments and when I asked him about his credit score, he seemed confused and didn't really understand that that's something you have to keep your eyes on once you get to that, like get to the age where you're able to have lines of credit and things in your name. Um, because there are so many things that can go wrong that affect your credit. You need to know what you're dealing with and what your score looks like. Um, depending on your credit score, you have the ability to do things like get a car fresh off the lot without having to make a down payment towards the total cost of the car and getting a good loan that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg um, when it comes to your car note payments or getting a house after you graduate school. Um, like a good credit score will get you pretty much approved for anything that shows banks that you are financially smart and stable. You get so many privileges if you have a good credit score. So this is really important. Um, there's also those credit cards that you um, you get with the airline companies, although those are kind of hard to get. Um, but if you are able to get one of those, um, you can use those and like you could be building your credit, but also be able to um, earn airline miles. So if you decide to go on a trip or whatever, you have miles saved up and instead of paying out of your pocket to have to book a plane ticket you might have enough miles to basically book the ticket instead so think about that oh excuse me um but yeah you don't want to be that person who tries to get their first house and you're thinking when you go um about trying to get a loan you're going to be good and then they come back and tell you that they can't approve you for a loan because you don't have any credit or you have bad credit um, your credit score really can't be ignored or anything, and you shouldn't ignore it. Um, from the moment you turn 18 and start putting stuff in your name, you need to make it a habit of knowing what your score is. And in order to know your score, you can look it up free, like I said, on Credit Karma, um, but that requires you to make an account in order for you to be able to view it. Or you can reach out to the three credit bureaus, which, like I said, are TransUnion, Experian, and um, Equifax, I think that's how you say it. Um, and these, keep in mind, these companies give different scores because some report to them and some report to other ones. Um, and they, I don't know why they just calculated differently. Um, but they, in many places, like I said, where you apply for lines of credit, um, choose between looking at these three credit scores. Some might look at your TransUnion one. Some might look at all three. Um, some might look at, you know, another one. It just depends. Um, um, each will give you something different because like I said, some companies report to one, but not the other one. So keep that in mind. Also knowing that your credit, uh, knowing what your credit score is with these three is important because things like identity theft happen. Um, I knew this guy, um, that I worked with one time, he was like 19 and he basically had to go through like this huge fight, um, because he, I, th I don't know what it was that he was applying for, but he basically found out that somebody stole his identity and put a whole bunch of stuff on his credit. And like, it was such a pain in the ass. Like he, it, it's, it's, it's not a fun thing to go through and, um, it's very hard to, to fix and correct. So keep that in mind. Um, and, um, 
some of the places where you get lines of credit from like credit card companies, cable companies, even when you apply for apartments or car loan companies place things on your credit and they report to these bureaus. So you need to keep an eye on what they're saying about your credit. Um, also keep in mind your payment history is also reported to them. Um, for example, if you make a car note payment, each time you make a payment that gets reported to the credit bureaus and that factors into what your score looks like as well. Um, and it also tells others, other places where you might want to apply for credit, um, what type of person you are and if you pay things on time or not, which is, which is a big factor in whether they decide they're going to approve you, um, or not. But like I said, believe it or not, um, that factors into your score. So make sure you guys do your research further on your credit and what your credit means and all that because you need to know about having credit and how it affects your life and your future. Um, next point is, or really this is kind of like my last point, um, that we do um, being in your 20s when it comes to like money and like mistakes and stuff. Um, it's basically like living above your means if i could literally put this on a billboard i would um and according to a credit karma survey 40 percent of millennials yes millennials said they've spent money they didn't have to keep up appearances or keep up with their friends two-thirds stated that they felt remorse after spending more than expected in a social situation and they regretted it later and you know i can't even lie I know I've been guilty of this in the past. The minute I would get some money, I would try to go buy some things that like I really didn't need without putting a whole bunch of thought behind it. Or I would just do it and feel stupid about it later. But basically, um, just be like, oh, well, um, you know, I'll, I'll just deal with consequences later. And you can't do that. Um, I feel like especially being a young adult, this generation seems to be obsessed with materialism and appearances or FOMO. Hey, I I talked about FOMO recently. Go check out that episode. Um, But trust me, guys, no pair of shoes, no amount of FOMO is worth the anxiety of not knowing how you're going to pay your bills. You shouldn't be spending money on BS or spending money you really don't have to spend. And I saw a tweet the other day from this girl by the name of, I think her name was like Amber or something. Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I'll have to go find that tweet. Um, but she said the average 25 year old isn't making six figures. Um, and she also said, I don't care what scammer liar Twitter tells you rather than soak up the deceit and lies spewed out on here, meaning Twitter, Twitter and other social media focus on establishing habits that will help you get where you want to go. And if that's not one of the realest things I've ever heard, it's, it's, it's serious. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff there, like we basically just went over like a lot of stuff today and you guys also heard me go through my allergies so excuse me I might be sounding nasally to to some of you um but yeah but to kind of bring everything home what do you feel like because of your experiences and things you know about money management and finances are the biggest things you want um for other people to like basically learn like share some of your um you know issues that you've had with money management and finances um I feel like the biggest thing that you could take from um, your ep- this episode is keep in mind that everything you do, all the bad choices you make, all the stupid things you do in your younger years have consequences. And you could spend the rest of your life making up for them and wishing you could go back and make changes because Lord knows that I do. Um, you don't want to look back and have all these shoulda, coulda, wouldas and like wish you could go back and make wiser decisions. I know for damn sure, I don't want to be in my senior years wishing I gotten a lot handled on my credit in my 20s or wish I didn't waste money on BS that I really didn't need or whatever. Um, but also realize that because eventually we're going to reach the point where you get married, you have a husband or a wife, you have kids. Um, and the decisions you make now don't just affect your future, but theirs as well. Really think about that, guys. You can't preach that you want to be successful and don't make the necessary choices to ensure you can get there when God is ready to help give that to you. You got to play your part and you got to do the work, but don't wait until it's too late. 
you are in a position now to start making small changes and let them gradually increase over time. It's not going to happen overnight. It didn't for me. It's not for you. Um, But by making those small changes and doing them in a gradual way, my gosh, I sound freaking crazy (laughs) and realizing what's important like early on it will have huge benefits and a huge payoff in the long run think about the bigger picture here because that's what matters most not what four hundred dollars not what a four hundred dollar pair of shoes you got or in your closet not what designer clothes you got stocked in your closet is gonna do so remember that I know I sounded crazy in like the last probably like 10 or 15 minutes of this episode. I apologize. I don't know what it is about my allergies, but yeah, we covered a lot of information in this episode. And even though it was kind of like scatterbrained um, and, you know, I tried my best to just like explain everything to you guys. If you have any questions or you want any advice on anything, feel free to reach out to me on my social medias. Um, we could probably, you know, I can give you some tips and relate to some of the stuff that you're dealing with and give you some straight up advice, um, you know, outside of what I've given you in this episode to be able to help you. So just let me know. Um, like I said, I hope that you guys, you know, stay tuned, um, because I have a ton of other episodes in mind for you. Um, they're going to be basically coming out back to back. So you guys make sure you're paying attention and you're staying ready for them. Um, aside from that, I hope this episode was knowledgeable, um, for you. And I guess I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you.